0: Cork are in serious trouble. In the Monster Championship, they're going to get beaten, they're going to get beaten early. And when the Cork crowd turn against them, they turn so harsh. The Football Pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app.
1: The News Round on Off The Ball. With Gillette, for an effortless finish to your day. New Gillette Labs Razor with Exfoliating Bar. This
2: is News Talk. Now then, you're very welcome along to the show this evening. Joe Malloy with you on this Tuesday night. Coming up, Dr. Ross Tucker is going to join us. It has been a week with much discussion about transgender athletes as sport tries to balance inclusivity with fairness of competition. So Dr. Ross Tucker will join us this hour. We will check in with All-Ireland winning Tipperary captain Brendan Maher, recently retired, so he's on the way after 8 o'clock. Meanwhile, PSG go from bad to worse. They were beaten 3-0 by Monaco on Sunday. There is very much, it seems, a split in the dressing room between the Spanish speakers and the French speakers. We will be over to Paris after nine o'clock. And Andrew Mangan of Arse Blog will be on as well after a decade of decline. Arsenal on the up again and a team everybody's quite fond of, I think. 53106, the text number. We are at off the ball on Twitter. Richie McCormack in the house. Hello. Good evening, Joe. How are you? In his house, rather. Hello. Yeah, exactly.
3: In my house. Good evening.
2: Oh, and she and hello.
1: Richie, Joe, how's it going? it's going very well
2: it's going very well so we've busy show different kind of a show this evening Ross Tucker on the way half seven uh, there's been much debate if you've missed it over the last couple of days about Leah Thomas who's 22 years of age she's a swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania now she had swam for the university men's team for three seasons before starting hormone replacement therapy in 2019 and on Thursday just gone She made history by becoming the first transgender athlete to win an NCAA swimming championship in the 500 metres freestyle, uh, prompting support in certain quarters and then huge objections elsewhere, including 16 members of her swim team recently wrote an anonymous letter asking the school not to let her compete in NCAA tournaments. So Ross Tucker will uh, join us at about half seven or so. He was part of that world rugby decision to exclude transgender female athletes from female rugby, Uh, they were the first organization to do so on safety grounds and this is something that sport is frankly unprepared for and is not quite sure how to handle. On the one hand it wants to balance inclusivity with fairness of competition and it would seem Dr Ross Tucker is of the opinion it's going to be very very hard to do both. And so sport is going to have to figure out which way it wants to go because for a lot of the last decade or so we were talking about testosterone levels if you could keep your testosterone level to x then that would create a level playing field but increasingly the science according to dr tucker is that the retained benefits of having gone through puberty give transgender athletes a huge advantage and that is a problem potentially in certain sports so for instance in archery there's not going to be an issue at all in boxing and rugby where there may be safety concerns, for instance, uh, people have raised objections. So Dr. Ross Tucker with us at half past seven. That's on the way. Own Sheehan, meanwhile. Interesting report on the Off the Ball YouTube page. You asked an interesting question, Owen, a question GAA dares not ask. Why has Kilkenny turned its back on football? So the last time the Kilkenny footballers played in the league, for instance, was 2012. Their combined points differential was minus 295 points Uh, you went down you spoke to the people of Kilkenny I saw you talking to a couple of the locals you were asking them what's the pecking order of sports here and it was hurling naturally Uh, rugby number two soccer number three I think you had to remind two young lads that there was such thing as Gaelic football and it doesn't seem based on your report which is well worth a look by the way people can check it out on YouTube it doesn't seem like football is on the cusp of a great comeback in the black and amber
1: No, and I don't think I was expecting that going down. The whole hook for the piece was that it is coming up to the 10-year anniversary of the last time we've seen Kilkenny play senior competitive football. In the meantime, since they pulled out of the National League 10 years ago, they've been playing in the British Junior Championship. They've won it a handful of times, but they've essentially been playing junior football. Uh, they got to a couple of semifinals uh, in the All-Ireland Junior Series. They actually took a couple of beatings off Mayo not too long ago, which people might have missed. But that's the only time they've ever come on the radar. They are the only inter-county team across Hurling and football who currently do not partake in the National League. Now, the uh, rebuttal to this used to always be Cavan. Cavan used to be the, the hurling equivalent of this, that they wouldn't be taking part in the hurling whatsoever because they similarly went through a period of being pulled out uh, of the hurling league. But they went back in in 2017. So I guess that uh, sparks further questions about what is the story in Kilkenny. I will say there is one little hotbed of football in South Kilkenny uh, on the, the, the Carlo and Leash border. Uh, Rayliard is the name of the club. Uh, an incredibly passionate bunch of people in that club. I went down and spoke to them. And they really are the beating heart of football in the county. those are the people who feel that it's a real injustice that uh, football is being put to the sidelines so much over the last little while that it's unapologetically not even considered when it comes to Kilkenny looking for success on the inter-county scene. Uh, On one level, I can understand why that is the way, because for a county of that size, they could easily say, well, we can't be successful at hurling unless we put all our eggs in that basket. But there is certainly a cohort of people in a very small amount of Kilkenny, I will say, that want this thing to be taken a little bit more seriously, at the very least, just to be competing and to be in the national league and to be on the list of thoughts. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they didn't seem that bothered in the report in the main.
2: I know. <laughs> so yeah, the, I would say the average uh, person in that shopping centre,
3: Richie, was like, "Yeah, no, we're happy enough. To be honest, we're doing great in the early." Like,
0: why, why
3: would you force them? Why would <laughs> like why Why would you force them to divest something that has been so like? incredibly popular and incredibly successful over a number of decades um, it, but it just it it is weird and, and becomes it becomes harder to answer I'd, I'd Like you'd have to wonder what the root of it is and, and where the first turn against football came yeah. and why there was and like, we can go back to the historical nature of the, being by the banks of the north and all this kind of stuff and how Ash is prevalent down there and yada 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 but you know, at some point there was clearly a decision made of yeah, football not for us. Yeah, we'll go hurling and we'll, we'll we'll see where this river takes us instead. And yeah, like I'd be interested in that because it, it's something that even going back to I remember as a kid, like they'd be going through the the national league results on the radio, and I'd asked me, "Dad, we like, can you not have a football team?" And he'd say, "No," and you would ask him why, and there wouldn't be an answer, and it'd be kind of like there'd been some weird rumor of some past malfeasance in the family. It'd be it'd be that same kind of reaction. It's like, why don't Kilkenny have a football team? And like, well, if I, um, no, no, no. and it's like you just kind of trail off. Um, getting to the root of that is is, is going to be interesting. Yeah. I
2: think we don't talk about that. Okay, we don't yeah, talk yeah. about that. Although, I mean, I mean, before like our hurling people, why why too many counties don't play hurling really to the requisite standard? Isn't that the bigger issue for the GAA? I mean, we can live with just Kilkenny. Yeah. It is a the great issue with hurling that how many teams really are in the mix zone for a hurling all Ireland. Yeah, eight, it's a good point and nine, it's it, you know it's-
1: Probably made even more naked by the fact that you have that situation now in the hurling league, where nobody was even concerned about Limerick's early form, for example, because no. Offaly was coming down the line, and there was always going to be this this uh, super league of teams. And I guess to suggest that these are uh, that that's not a problem is is not the point of this whatsoever, because that is absolutely a problem. This was kind of more of a curiosity into the why this is currently the way the, the state of play. And you know, if you move yourself away from the national league, they made a decision ten years ago what was the plan then was the plan to come back what 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 the what was the intention there was it to, to, to eventually return and 10 years down the line that question is pretty hard to answer like when it comes to divesting anything away from hurling i don't think anybody would even dream of suggesting that that's what kilkenny should do it's just that there are a hell of a lot of young players and i think dj carey made this point on the show in 2019 because he was the former minor football manager let's not forget in 2019 he made the point that there are plenty of young lads in the county who will not make the inter-county minor hurling team and those lads could prop up a pretty good minor football team and do you know what the rest that like- all the development spots
3: that sounds like. Do you remember that campaign that the British government launched, I think early in the pandemic, where it's like, oh, if you're a musician and you can no longer find work, why don't you retrain as <laughs> something that's slightly more useful to the community? Hmm. So similarly, like you're asking young uncle Kenny, Hurst, oh, you're not that good at hurling, are you not? Oh well, have you seen this big ball? And you're able to use it with your foot, and you're able to kick it over the bar and everything. It's great, and getting them involved that way. It's um, it'd be, it'd be it's, it's the Tulchan Cup, of. Kilkenny
2: GAA. It's all very curious, though, isn't it? All these different cultures and traditions which change over the course of a few miles across the border in this tiny country. We already have too many accents for a country this size.
3: Not for much longer. It's true.
1: (laughs) Well, what, what, what's that? Yeah, it's true. I, I guess we could all just uh, completely uh, streamline on, on the accent front. Like, I, I, I guess on that point, just uh, what what Richie made there. What I did find is that there are a lot of kids who will play the game up to like fourteen, fifteen, mm. and then it's like, okay there's a chance. There might even be a 1% chance. There's a chance that this kid might be good at hurling. Uh, We've got to cut off the avenues now for, the, for this guy <laughs> to make sure he plays football. So the basic skills do exist to a certain point. It's just there is no bridging between the uh, youngster who will try his hand at everything yeah. and then all of a sudden he, he gets to a, a decent level. Well, what was interesting though is that I spoke to somebody from the LGFA and they are making a comeback in the next couple of years. Okay. They can do camogie and football. No problem, they said. No problem. It's okay. the men Uh, That's where the issue really lies.
2: Well, from what I could see in your report, the Kilkenny public thrilled with the situation. No problem (laughs) whatsoever. We're doing just fine. And you can stick your nose out of our business now. What's your name, Sheehan? (laughs) Yeah, get out of town, go back to Kerry. How's your hurling team doing, they said. So let's start the news round. It is, as ever, with thanks to Gillette. Uh, Put your best face forward with their new improved razors. We are starting with uh,
3: more Bad news for Tipperary hurling, Richie. The
2: yeah. Bad run of injuries
3: this season. They have so far, yeah. And Tipperary suffered another major injury blow ahead of this year's Munster Hurling Championship. Seamus Callanan has confirmed that he broke a bone in his hand during a training session on Friday. The 2019 Hurler of the Year believes Tip's first two matches of the Championship, they're against Waterford and Clare, and may come too soon for a return. It's hoped Callanan can return in time for the games with Limerick and Cork, both of which are in the month of May. Yeah, a bit of a blow. Meanwhile, Mickey Hart... Yeah, Evergreen. Uh he will remain as loud senior football manager until twenty twenty five. The former Tyrone boss was appointed in twenty twenty, and he could lead the Wheat County to back to back promotions this weekend with just a point against Wicklow. Originally handed a three year term, Hart and his background team have agreed a further two years at the helm. Mm. So that'll be twenty
2: five years. Oh no, sorry, how many sorry, I misread that completely. How many years in management? Oof.
3: Going back to the
1: night. Uh, yeah. just just over just over 20 yeah Um, it, it, was, it was in mm-hmm. 2001 he came in to Tyrone Seniors uh, straight from that under 21 team just uh, around the turn of the century yeah. so that would go what twenty twenty three, twenty four 24 years I guess yeah
2: scary so Mickey Hart Brian Cody no quitting them
3: uh, meanwhile Ireland is hosting Euro 2028 it seems Yeah, whether we like it or not, Republic of Ireland manager Stephen Kenny says co-hosting the Euros in 2028 won't detract from the domestic game. A joint bid from England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland is set to win hosting duties due to a lack of competition more than anything else. Concern, though, has been raised that staging the tournament could take away from necessary engagement with the domestic game, but Kenny doesn't see it entirely that way.
0: I don't necessarily think they're conflicting. I would say that the infrastructure in football in this country is nowhere near the level that needs to be and, you know, needs serious government investment. And I think the Taoiseach has acknowledged that and and said publicly that he wants to invest in academies in Ireland. And, uh, you know, I know that there is programmes for clubs to try and increase the infrastructure because we're way behind the rest of Europe in relation to stadium facilities. You know, we're way behind, you know, in this country. And I think that's... We know that. But I don't see that necessarily as being conflicting with hosting Euro 28. Government funding for infrastructure and maybe like ultimately the euro 28 is a money generator isn't it for the economy i'm not i don't know what's involved in the finance i actually have no idea what's costing or how much it is i wouldn't i wouldn't know um but certainly uh so i'm not qualified to speak in, in, in regard to the, the exact figures involved but personally i don't see it as a negative and i think it's good for people who want to see uh a major tournament and be part of big events like that and fill it and I think uh, Ireland wants to be part of that as well and we want to be ideally we want to be there uh, you know when it comes around and that's that's what you'd, you'd hope for
2: Yeah Owen where are you in all this I think generally none of us know what it's going to cost because nobody's been told Stephen Kenny included the general assumption is though it's not going to be exorbitant given that the Aviva and Crow Park are there and ready to go and that will be about the height of things
1: That was the real issue, wasn't it, with the World Cup connection between Ireland potentially being involved in that. They've saved themselves a hell of a lot of hassle and controversy by this not being a World Cup bid and this being a Euros bid because I guess the World Cup would have been a a more taxing thing and there was a lot of nonsense talk about a new signature stadium in Dublin, for example, when it came to the World Cup. It feels that as soon as that was removed and the Euros bid became the thing that we were going to be trying for, All that nonsense talk sort of went away and now it's basically a a question of are we weighing up investing money in grassroots football in Ireland, Versus investing money and in, in putting on a show here, but then I guess the conclusion could be that those two things aren't mutually exclusive. And will the money uh, actually be taken away from grassroots football in order to be pumped into running this thing? Mm-hmm. Stephen Kenny doesn't seem sure. He doesn't seem to, to think that that will be an issue. He thinks you can do both things at work at once. And I would tend to go along with that for the time being until I hear more. The really interesting thing is going to be in the north of Ireland and what actually happens with with casements. Does this accelerate the whole process of getting that stadium built, or are there going to be further complications? Uh, along the line because uh, certainly even just reading about it this morning there was there was no sense that this is definitely going to be something that is a, a new project that that gets the, the petrol to go forward now over the next little while as a result of this yeah. bid.
2: the year is 2065 casement park is on the cusp of being completed uh, there's a mm-hmm. text in the older generation has very little interest in football in Kilkenny says this texture, but as a club secretary i can see that the kids would love to play football if they were let there are enough kids to go around if they were let, is there someone going around confiscating footballs at 14? I'd say it's probably
1: more <laughs>
3: coaching and, and, and availability of coaches and all that kind of stuff. Because once, you know, you can have as many young fellas and young ones as you want trying to play the game. But there's, there's no one to actually teach them how to kick the ball over the bar at a young age. and You know, you have kind of seen up close. And uh, like, Dave McIntyre would know more than me how much it takes for youngsters at a, at a club to be, uh, to be coached and how much human involvement goes into that and, and so on. Um, yeah, like you, you'd need that buy-in from people who are interested in football and from an adult perspective to get the kids moving along. But if there's no one to help the kids, then they're not going to go anywhere.
1: Just on that point, another issue when it comes to being let is when it comes to, to the fixtures calendar. So if you're uh, an under-15 uh, footballer, for example, in Kilkenny, your season will last three weeks. Two weeks, actually. Three weekends. So you have your... Uh, Quarter final, your semi final, and your final. So you've got a maximum of three games. There will not be any allowances for pushing games back. You've got your two week window, your three game window, and that is it. Then your hurling season begins straight knockout. So, yes, they have football in Kilkenny. There exists football in Kilkenny, but at certain underage levels, it is straight knockout, just eight teams, and away you go, and there will be no allowances. Then it's, then it's into a, a, a slew of hurling leagues.
2: Sir, the underage football season in Kilkenny is three weeks.
1: At, 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 very, at a number of different age groups, yes. God,
2: you've no chance, really.
1: And yeah, like, I mean, you can you can listen to it in the piece. They really are to have good anecdotes about uh, trying to push games back because kids are overplaying soccer in England, for example, one weekend. And there's just no leeway whatsoever. Okay. Because if you push a game back, football, you're eating into the hurling calendar. And uh, you know what, maybe that's why they're such a successful Hurling County is because they have uh, a multitude of different competitions. That's not what I'm saying here whatsoever, that it should be taken away from it. But it does seem that it's under the thumb quite a bit.
3: Right.
2: Wow. Uh, so uh, continuing the reaction from the Irish camp today, we heard from Stephen Kenny Ritchie. You're bringing us some Troy Parrot? Yeah,
3: he says he remains as determined as ever To prove himself at Tottenham The Republic of Ireland striker Spending this season on loan at MK Dons Where he scored six goals And provided just as many assists Part is as part of that Ireland squad That's gathered ahead of Saturday's friendly with Belgium And the 20-year-old wants to impress Antonio Conte When Spurs pre-season rolls around in the summer
0: Obviously the last couple of pre-seasons I've done at sports So I haven't actually gone to many long clubs and have done them there So it's just picking up little things I think the most important thing Is, is how you train really you try. You should try and how you play, and that's one of the things I've picked up while I've been out on loan. And that's what I'll just try and do. I'll try give give me best and, and try and be one of the best players in training when, and when I get back.
2: Yeah, still only twenty years of age. You forget how young he is. Is it a sellout by the way on Saturday for the Belgian
3: games? Anyone know? I think they said they were confident it was heading there. Okay. So I'd say it probably will be eventually. Lithuania might be a different story. Okay, the Anthony Barry Derby on Saturday night. At the Viva Stadium So we have boxing news then Yeah, a decent day for Ireland Winning two goals and a silver In today's action At the European Under-22 Boxing Championships in Croatia Niamh Fay took gold In the bantamweight division With a unanimous decision win Over Sharon Prisco of Italy Earlier at Roscommon's Lisa O'Rourke won gold In the light middleweight division That was with a split decision win Over Poland's Daria Parada But Eva Karabine Was beaten by Ukraine's Karolina Makno In the middleweight Decider this evening mm. Connacht then yeah, mixed news on the injury front for head coach Andy Friend ahead of Saturday's URC meeting with Leinster. Jack Harty and Dave Heffernan set to return after respective spells on the sideline. Gavin Thornbury has returned to training after 10 months out with shoulder issues, but hooker Shane Delahunt has seen his season ended by a hamstring surgery. International trio Mack Hansen, Bundiaki and Finlay Beelam will be rested for Saturday's game while in Ulster Luke Marshall looks set to make a first appearance for the province in 15 months he's been included in their travelling party for games with the Stormers and the Bulls Marshall has been out with a knee injury Dan McFarland has been allowed to add his international contingent for that double header in South Africa
2: Derek from uh, Fine Jewel County Wexford has been in touch Joe the footballs aren't confiscated they're burst Burned, burnt <laughs> I heard Derek there's a bonfire each summer that'll be that now three weeks you've had more than enough off you go
3: I just had a, 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 a missive from um, somebody listening in saying they wouldn't let football be played in Six Mile Bridge down in Clare they were saying mm-hmm. uh, fail of football was on one year and the parish priest who was a doom beg man tried to enter a team and apparently was punched for his uh, his uh, troubles so it's not just a Kilkenny thing they are pretty careful about where football is played in the rest of the country as well uh, the scene in Kerry own as I understand
2: it is that there's some real hurling strongholds and pockets as opposed to a smattering across the county. That's how it works.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, nor- the north of the county, very strong. Uh, you, you, you do have a few uh, players from the, the very southeast at the moment uh, playing at like the, the Canberra district as well, but mostly it's just the, the north of the county. Like even uh, The great irony, actually, is that the current Kilkenny football manager is a former Kerry hurler. So he's really <laughs> experienced both sides of the spectrum.
2: Because mm. doesn't Paul Galvin love a hurler end, a bowler end. Yeah, he's
1: from Finuig and lickstar yeah. will be their, um, their hurling club. Same with them in Fitzmaurice. Yeah. So in your neck of the woods growing up, was it football all the way? Football all the way, yeah. That will be East Kerry, just outside Killarney. So you'd have to go a little bit more north. You'd have to go north of Trulli, just north of Trulli, and then you're in hurling country. Okay. But good footballers there as well. I, I guess there's a sense, there's quite a Kilkenny mirror image there where if there's an outstanding young footballer with a hurl in his hand. <laughs> Might just figure out how good he is with for uh, the football as well. I'm not sure, but I suspect that that might have been the case.
2: Is it like we do certain tests, like the Aussie rules lads coming over, and if you're really good, they break your hurl in front of you.
1: <laughs> That'll be that now, yes. son. <laughs> this is like a uh, this is like a, a brutal sort of dystopian <laughs> sequel to Angela's Ashes. That I'm seeing here, or something like that.
2: Uh, we are out of time, Richie McCormack. Thank you.
1: Nice lads. Owen Sheehan, Thanks as ever. Cheers, guys your chance to win big News Talks cash machine
2: now Chloe in Lucan bagged herself 8,000 euro when she picked up Barry's call today and we're giving away more on the cash machine tomorrow there's 10,241 euro 29 cents up for grabs and all you have to do to enter is text the word PLAY to 57599 get your entry in by 3 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon and then across the Live network of stations Barry Dunn will make the call if your phone rings answer within 5 rings tell them the exact amount of your own cent and the cash is yours. So remember the amount again, €10,241.29. Text PLAY to five seven five double nine. Over 18s only, Text costs €2.50 plus your standard message rate to play. You're playing across the Go network of stations, terms and conditions are on Newstalk.com.
3: The News Round,
1: I'm off the ball. With Gillette, for an effortless finish to your day. New Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.